Round one city championship review show. Um, myself and Zach Fitzgerald, of course, played today. Our uh, normal third wheel, Johnny Strauser, is not with us, but he obviously had a good day, and we'll talk about him. Our special guest tonight is Ramon Montez Jr., who had the idea to launch this for tonight and tomorrow and uh, possibly the third round. Ramon, welcome to the podcast finally. Awesome. Very glad to be here. Uh, Zach Fitzgerald. Zach, um, you told me about 20 minutes ago you didn't know how much you had left in the tank, but I'm glad you showed up still. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm tired. I was out there for 12 hours today in the sun, and I go to bed early, but I'm feeling better. I took an Excedrin, and I drank an energy drink, so I think that we're good to go for as long as we need to. I mean, whose fault was that that you were out there that long? I mean, you could have went home. After. Uh, it's mine, but but I'm supporting my local golfers after mm-hmm. my second tee off time of the day. So teed off at seven thirty nine, got home at about six forty, I would say. Spent the entire day there, you know, seeing you, and you know, supporting you, watching you hit your amazing up and downs, uh, you know. So I would say that it was my fault, but it was for a fine reason. You, you literally appeared out of nowhere a couple times. Uh, Ramon, I was on eight. I hit my second shot, and I'm watching it because it just flew out of the rough, and I just hear a voice. Was that a jumper? I mean, I look behind <laughs> me. It's, it's, it's Zach. I said, where, where did you come from? Uh, just came out of nowhere. He's um, sneaky, man. He's, he's he a little fella, you know. Really is sneaky, yeah, a little guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So – Johnny Strauser, our guy, is leading the tournament uh, with 68-4 under. He is one shot ahead of Michael Jenkins and Johnny Filler, who I am not familiar with. Uh, two ahead of Kevin Irons, Spencer Panabecker, Brian Marcourt, and Nick Holder. Um, Ramon, I'm, I'm going to kind of hand it off to you because uh, this is your 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 baby, and uh, if you you kind of want to lead the, the show here, I'm going to share the screen, bring up the leaderboard here, and uh, you go from there, sir. Yeah, looked like an exciting day out there for sure. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting to watch. Unfortunately, you know, like most humans on a Friday, um, I was had to work, uh, but I was following pretty closely, um, refreshing my screen every I don't know. 45 seconds to a minute to just kind of see how everyone was, you know, transpiring through the ups and downs of, of the round. Um, I, but I thought it was very interesting and very telling, you know, of, of, of what autumn can do, what it can't do. Right. And what, where players are going to, you know, strive and be the best. Um, obviously if you look at what the top five, you've taught well, top four out of five are what are autumn member, um, members, Johnny Strasser, Michael Jenkins, Kevin Irons, and I believe Ryan did defect a little bit towards there. I know he's working out there this year. Um, do you guys think that's a monster advantage for those guys? Yes. Uh, the course played short today and fairly easy, and I would say that the advantage that they had was to be comfortable putting, which 
I think for a lot of us today, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people. Uh, I think we thought that the greens were a little bit slow uh, comparatively to what we've seen in, in other city tournaments. I know for me, compared to what I remember autumn being at the previous time it was there, I thought the greens were slow. Um, so I think that the advantage that they had was being comfortable. Um, you know, extremely difficult to get comfortable on the first day of city tournament at a, at a course like autumn that demands precise shots uh, or you'll be penalized. So for, sure. for me, I would just say the fact that they were comfortable in, and comfortable over putts, which from everybody I talked to, it was, you know, I burnt edges all day or I couldn't get the speed right. Awesome. Phil, what do you think? Uh, how, how do you feel about the distance of the course today? Yeah, I think Zach, Zach was right. It, it did play short, um, mainly blue tees. Uh, there was, I think, 13 was the only hole that actually played from the white. Um, there was only a couple gold tees. I think four is going to play from the golds every day, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's right. It did play short, and I, I, I don't know about what Zach did on a lot of tee shots, but for me, it, it really – gave me the opportunity to hit a lot of irons and hybrids. I, I, I've never hit more four irons or hybrids off tees and just, just to get it in play because I knew I'd still have eight, nine iron in. And um, if you're feeling confident with your short irons, you can kind of just take a lot of the trouble out of play by, by doing that and just hitting your stock 210 yard shot, 220 yard shot, whatever it may be. Um, especially on some of those holes where it gets really tight, say like 13 or eight. Definitely. Definitely. So that, so that brings out like, I think the, uh, the monster question, the, the bombers, I would say of, of the FWGA, they're obviously still towards the top. Do you think this kind of neutralized their game a little bit? I'm, and you know, you know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Rory's of the world, the Heath Peters of the world. And there's a long list of other bombers out there, obviously um, the Ryan McKillops. Do you think that, that hindered them? That helps them? What do you think Zach? Uh, I mean, if you look at Rory's scorecard, he he tripled oh, thirteen, yeah. Still, which yeah, which sure. he didn't try to bomb it. I mean, everybody would think that he tried to hit hit driver there and hit it right, but no, he he hit a four iron, I believe he said, pulled it a little bit left, it got a bad kick, and then you know it didn't work well trying to get it out. And then I believe that he three putted eighteen. So you know you take those two away, and he shoots yeah. sixty nine right there. So, and okay. then you look at Heath's scorecard and Heath made two birdies and a double on 12, a par five, which he never does. So I wouldn't say that it neutralizes them. What I would say though, is that you don't need to bomb the ball here. So, yeah. so it brings just significantly more people in where sometimes we see on bomber courses, you kind of know if the bombers are playing good, you know, they're going to pretty much lead the field because right. they're going to be able to overpower it. I don't think that this course needs to be overpowered i think it needs to be played precisely i agree i think it's a i, I still think a combination of both is uh advantageous i mean power still is was really helpful on the par fives today um i mean especially with nine being up uh, you know blue tee i mean the bombers could have under 200 yards in into that hole um same easily same with 12 and 15. I, so I do think, I do think it, there was an advantage on certain holes. However, the majority of the holes, I think you really had to just be precise and play for position. Awesome. Awesome. Who's your, uh, Zach, this is for you. Uh, I think you know these guys a little bit better than Phil does. 
Who's your uh, surprise, surprise top tenner? Anybody? I can't really see the screen, so let me. Uh, I'll give you. A, I'll give you the top ten super quick. Johnny Strasser, Michael Jenkins, Johnny Filler, Kevin Irons, Spencer Pannebecker, Ryan, Mark Court, Nick Holder, Derek Schneider, Jaden Owsley, Cody Appenzeller, Hunter Mentford. And then obviously there's a bunch of guys tied to ten. I mean, the only one that would be a surprise is Johnny Filler, but really he's not a surprise because I do know who Johnny Filler is. Uh, he, if I believe it's the same Johnny Filler, he had a brother who played older than him and he actually lived on the tee box of number 12 at cherry hill so i i've played golf with him numerous times he's played throughout tournaments over the last you know seven eight years from the time he was like 15 or so so you know to see him have a good day isn't necessarily so surprising to me i just hadn't seen him play any golf this year so yeah, that would really be the sure. only name. Everybody else up there, you know, I can tell you for reasons why they would be up there. Spencer Panabecker is not a long hitter, but he hits the ball extremely straight, extremely accurately, and he putts really well. So not at all surprising to see him up there. So yeah, definitely. I, and I, I, everybody else that's – Spencer Panabecker plays the perfect game for Autumn Ridge. He hits it long enough and straight, and that's all you got to do, and then make putts. So, yeah. Yes, sir. People would say that he doesn't hit the ball far enough. They're wrong. He, you don't need to bomb it here. Do nope, not need I've, to. I played with him on an inner club that day. Uh, he hit it plenty far. I was actually surprised on how far some of his shots went. And, mm -hmm. and just because they, they, they ran and ran and ran. And you're right. He hits the ball straight and, and, and gets it on the green and goes, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, so, so to Phil, who's making a big move tomorrow? Who's making a monster move tomorrow? I mean, the easy answer would be Rory, right? I mean, yeah. he's, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's not, I just don't see him shooting worse than 74 again. And I mean, probably you take out, you take out the 13th hole where probably most, I'm pulling up his scorecard here on the, on the screen. And I mean, a bad stretch there, 13, 14, that's probably not going to happen very often for him. Nope. Um, and other, outside of that, he was two under. Um, and yep. So, yeah, I, Rory's not out of it. There's a long way to go in this golf tournament. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I'm going to default to the guy that's won, like, what, seven FWGA tournaments in a row or whatever it is. Good cop out, sir. How about you? How about you, Zach? That's, that's the easy answer, Phil, and I don't like it. I don't like I mean, it, sir. I mean, what, what answer is easier than saying Rory, honestly? I mean, Rory is going to come out and he's going to shoot a good number tomorrow. You're asking a question that has really only one – answer i mean see i don't believe i, that, I could right? like i think uh see i'm a big fan and i don't know if you guys know there so so there's a lot of uh callahan section five players who are in the top 20 ish right so i'm a, I'm a monster fan i told callahan this today of hunter medford yes the kid made he's a ch first off you know he's he's a what 18 19 20 year old kid i know exactly how old he is but hey, do you see this kid's scorecard <laughs> He made five birdies and an eagle. <laughs> five birdies and an eagle. And had a couple of bad holes. How, how, like, think about how awesome that would feel. Like, yeah, you know what? I mean, it made, might have made a couple of dumb mistakes, but I still torched the place, right, at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's a, that could be a monster advantage to him, right? Yeah, I made a couple of bad mistakes. Other than that, I made an eagle and five, what, five birdies? Yeah, and if, if you're looking for someone that that has the potential to climb the board, you're looking for someone that can that can make a bunch of birdies. So that's obviously a good call. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of him. And then uh, the Holder kids. When I say kids, one's actually a kid, and one's obviously you know, I think 18, 19 year old adult. But I think the I think I like watching uh, the the 
Alex, Alex Holder came and played one of our skins games years ago. And he took a skin back with him. Um, and he was, I think, 12 at the time. It was something stupid, <laughs> right? Something ridiculous. And he played the same tees we did. So I'm a big fan of him. Um, I know Callahan's looping for his big brother. So I think from what I heard, they both played really well. Um, I believe he shot him bogey-free two under. So that is yeah, fantastic. Solid. What, what about good old Heath? Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what there's is, no reason to think that Heath – yeah, I mean, that's another layup, honestly, there that we yeah. that we should have thrown up. So, yeah, I mean, again, you look at his scorecard and he made one bad hole. I, I don't have any idea what happened, but I would assume it's either a tee shot out of bounds or the second shot hit right out of bounds or long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's another guy that really could go out there and probably shoot something like – 68, 67 tomorrow, not hitting oh, driver, but twice. And, you know, it really, if they don't, they don't tip out the par fives, it's going to be for him. I mean, he could hit two iron, six iron into every single par five. Yeah. Uh, I know Rory birdied every par five today. I, I foresee him probably doing that all three rounds unless he hits an air at tee shot. It's just, too short. I played with Jason Smith today and he on 12, he hit driver, maybe six iron into the green. Yeah. So big boy, we're far. still pretty long. Mm-hmm. That's that advantage that we were talking about. You know, it's, it's just being able to pick your spots where you can really use your power because 12 is 12 is not a hard hole. It is so wide open and I mean, you can really get it way down there. Um, I want I, I want to go back to Zach's round though. Ramon, he came off. I was on the I was on the, the range, and he came off. He's like, "Dude, I hit it so good, I should have shot 68. So, Zach, what's what was what was the story with your round? You said it was just kind of the, the the burning the edges of the putts. I mean, for me, it was not not being comfortable. I for some reason I I woke up this morning and I was anxious, and that's you know a good thing to be anxious before a tournament. But it took me a good five or six holes to get comfortable and you know starting two over through three was was not awesome but you know my caddy was able to calm me down and missed a short birdie putts on four and five and uh, makeable birdie putts on six and seven and finally made a birdie on nine and played pretty well on the back but yeah I mean it could have been better had I made my putts but I think everybody can say that I mean again you know, you say that in a moment, you asked me that, I think right after I had played the round and, you know, I asked you that exact same question right after you shot your 73 and you started coming up with all the shots that, you know, that, that you could hit better. And we all do that. So, you know, in hindsight, I, I think I also said that, that a week and a half ago when my hand was still messed up and, you know, I didn't know how well I was going to be able to play or, or anything that I would have been extremely happy with the 73 and, I am extremely happy with the 73. I I have no complaints. I could have played better, but I also could have missed some of the five foot par putts that I made. Uh, So, you know, at the, at the end of a round when you're still kind of emotional and, you know, you're thinking that that you could have played better and you're seeing the leaderboard and there's guys five shots ahead of you. Yeah. You can say that, but it also could have been worse. So uh, kind of probably something I said, and, and an emotional moment that in a logical sense later, it was a fine round. It was, it, we didn't shoot ourselves out of it and uh, we should be happy about that. 
it's it's like your golf brain, right? You 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 finish your round, you're like, okay, that score's fine, but then you just replay. Man, I missed that six footer over there, and and I I had an eighty yard wedge shot, and I I should have stuck that, and I didn't. So you just kind of replay those things, mm-hmm. and we all do it. And and sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, okay, perspective. I shot seventy three in the state tournament. I'm in the top twenty. I'm in position where I'm I'm still in this golf tournament. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's I. I think we all have to just say, you kind of take a step back and be like a round for round basis. Like, yeah, that was a good round. That was a good round of golf. So. Yeah. I'd be tickled to death. If I be honest with you, right. Like I think you good guys like you and Zach and, and everybody, I think they sometimes, um, and even me at the level I'm at, I'm not quite where you guys are, but I think you stop and you, you almost, um, really have to stop yourself and understand like how well you actually did. Right. We're not, we're not professionals. We don't practice every day. We don't, you know, uh, we do as much as we possibly can with the time allotted being adults and having lives and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I think I, to me, I think it's honestly impressive to see the guys like the Johnny Strasher's, the Rory's, um, Michael Jenkins. I mean, I can go down this list of all these guys who are probably in their thirties, forties, um, who can still perform at a high level, right? And I think it's impressive. Phil, you're included. Zach, you're included. Um, but I also, to me, it's also fun to see that Fort Wayne, the younger folks, are are are, are stepping up to the plate as well, right? The Hunter Medfords, Nick Holders. Um, I mean, I could go down. Joey Hughes. I was really oh. super pumped for him. Okay, we're wrong. I, I played with Joey. I played with Joey today. Great kid, man. I, I don't know him all that well, but I'll tell you this: every time I go to Cherry Hill to grind on their on their range, that kid is there. And he has been there every time I've been there over the last four or five, six years. Now he's tall. Now he's super tall and I don't recognize him anymore, but it's like impressive to see guys like him um, and everybody else who kind of Bailey Marcourt, um, all those guys, right. Just kind of finishing and Alex, Alex Holder. I know I've already talked about those guys, but just to see the, the, the younger generation, it makes me happy that they're not quite beating the old guys yet, but they're at least showing up to, to prove that, hey, you know, Fort Wayne golf isn't going to die with these guys, right? The same guys we've seen for years. I think it's great. You know what I mean? And, and, and Brian and I kind of touched on that last week, some of these young kids coming up, and, and they can really play. And I, I play with Joey, who's 16. I play with Caden Mathias, who's 14. So yeah, crazy. The combined ages of 30, I'm 39. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was feeling so old and the parents out there, they were so nice. And at the end, they, uh, Ramon, you would like this. They told me that they, they hope that their sons can carry themselves the way I carried myself on the golf course today. They said, and that's awesome. I, I've never felt older, but that was, that was <laughs> nice of them. But Joey, Joey can, I mean, I strike my drive on four and he was a good 20 yards by me. I'm like, man, this kid, he can really hit the ball. Um, yeah, he, he, he can had a great right back now. nine. He, I think he was three under on the back to kind of turn his, his round around. So that's good to see. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Zach, what do you, what is your take on, on, on the course tomorrow, what's your expectation? Do you think those greens are going to be a little quicker? Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm not sure. I just got a message from Ryan McKillop saying that we're playing together tomorrow. So I guess the pairings are out. Hmm. Um, I think that it's going to play a little bit longer, but you know, I keep hearing that they're not going to tip the golf course out. So if they don't tip the golf course out, really, the only thing that that's going to play longer is I would say 13 is probably going to play longer the rest of the week, but, but, you know, you're talking 30 yards longer. So, you know, you can still not have to hit driver. You can still just hit, uh, you know, wood or hybrid out there. Right. Um, so, so let me, you know, uh, I, I suspect that 
maybe one of the days they'll move 15 back to the back tee. I suspect maybe one of the days they'll move nine back to one of the back tees. Um, but aside from that, I mean, six was already playing on what is technically considered the gold tee. You could really only move it back about another four yards. So that being one of the longer par fives, I mean, par fours. And then eight, you know, I don't – even if they tip that out, it really doesn't change anything. You may I, hit 10 yards longer into the green. So, so I, I don't – I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finishing up. Sorry, buddy. No, I, I just – I don't really foresee very much changing. I, I think the greens might firm up. Yeah. Aside from that. I think you're right. I, I got the T assignments. I got it early in the week. Um, and there's only – I only see three gold – uh, tees tomorrow um four 15 and 17 uh, other than that we're talking about pretty much blues all the way around and in fact it looks like they might be moving number five up uh to the white tees which kind of brings that water into play on the left uh which i think kind of makes it an interesting short par four because you could bail out to the right there but if they put a right front pin you're kind of dead there too so there that's gonna yeah. be a front pin tomorrow for sure then since yeah. it was back today yeah so let me let me ask you guys this super quickly, uh, and we can probably wrap this up as soon as you guys would like. So looks like the majority of the leaders played in the morning. Advantage, disadvantage, and then does that carry over for tomorrow? Right. I think it's I think it's an advantage to play in the morning. I, as someone that played in the afternoon and the heat of the day, and the wind was the wind was up a little bit. Um, yep. You know, made. Eight, eight into the wind was – I thought it was really hard. Um, I don't know how it played in the morning, Zach, but a couple of those holes in the wind, uh, it, it wasn't easy. And, and you know, the, the dew comes off the greens in the middle of the day and greens run a little faster. And, of course, I don't think that was a, an issue here at autumn. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, I, are, so, in a roundabout way, are you pretty much saying that you would have beat Zach by at least two strokes if you would have played in the morning? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I knew you were kind of like him holding around so right. by saying it. Yeah. I knew you I just, wanted to say it. He clearly had the, the easier course <laughs> set up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had the advantage for sure. <laughs> so that, no, but that's the question, right? So, so let me ask you this. So the, some of the guys who get to tee off in the morning, right? So those are going to have the, the advantage. They should, uh, they should hopefully take advantage of that. Right. I would hope. Um, Anybody you see well, I think who's, that, who's starting off early, early that you could see make a big monster move tomorrow? Oh, I think that you're forgetting that the people that qualified in the previous year's city all played in the beginning. So, no, I understand you know, that. you have the people that play more often in tournaments that that win more tournaments. That so so percentage wise, it would make sense that the morning. That's true. The morning true. flight today would shoot lower, but. I would imagine that if we're going on total score, that the afternoon flight is going to shoot better tomorrow. Right. It's, I would say that it's because of, we'll see, right. I mean, Jonathan filler was in like the third of the last group, but he, I think he was a qualifier. He probably obviously had to qualify because he hadn't played in the tournament this year, you know, but a guy who obviously can shoot under par, I think he had six birdies today, doubled a par five and made a bogey on another one. So, he could have been really low today. But, yeah, I, I would say that the morning definitely was an advantage. It was – when I teed off at 739, it was 70 degrees. It was beautiful. I, I bet <laughs> we didn't get as much roll. Yeah. But but I would say that 
that temperature wise for at least six holes, it was nice. And then it immediately turned into an oven. That was terrible. Uh, it was hot. Pretty good. Um, Phil, looks like you're with Travis Hemsoff, Matthew Wilson. You excited about that tomorrow? Yeah, I was just looking at that. Man, uh, I used to play against Travis back in uh, my high school days when he was with Concordia and I was with Lures. So, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a throwback. I don't think I've played with him you're, since then. You're, you're a big better, right? Do you bet on these things with these guys or no? <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a bet with Brady Whelan today that he'll have to pay up on since I, I beat him. <laughs> that, that's about I think it. A, a fun one, too. Uh, Rory and Alex Holder, that'd be fun. 45-year-old 40, guy, 14-year-old kid pretty excited about that it's pretty fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. um awesome well i don't know we'll see uh we'll see how this thing's uh kind of shapes up right I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it i mean i love all most of these guys and i don't know all of them I, I know obviously a majority of them um i'm pretty pumped to see how everyone everyone uh kind of shakes up and and, and moves up the floor what do, what do we think last question actually what do we think the cut's going to be what are these guys going to strive for tomorrow Ooh. that's a good one so the cut's the top 100, correct? Right now, yep. that's, that's right about between eight and nine over. I, I would, I would just, I would take 160. That's it. Yeah, yeah I, I would be. And you're, you're really, you're really uh, pushing the envelope tonight with all your answers. <laughs> just gonna double 19, that number, Ramon. 19 over will make. <laughs> 19 over will be the cut. 19. All right. I'm just listen. I'm going by the numbers. Let me ask you guys a question. How far back is too far back? To win or to make the cut? To win. Ooh. I honestly think if I had to look at today's leaderboard, um, I think eight or nine under is going to win. Sure, but the standings today, are we talking? Standings today. Two over, three over, is that kind of as far as it go? Man, it, it well, you know, but you, like I said, you you kind of look at some of these guys, right? The guys who had seven, eight, nine. I mean, there's some guys there that are not even in the top ten who had six, seven birdie. Yep. Right. So I mean, let's say you um, too far out not to win. I think three over. I think I think I don't think that's too far out. Yeah, I, I would say two to three over. Um, that's kind of where I would go. Top, I mean, I like guess probably tops, right? I mean, think about it. Zach Fitzgerald can easily shoot. Uh, you know, he shot four under a couple of days ago, right? You show, you throw two of those, and hopefully, maybe they work them way. You know, it'd be like a working their way back a little bit, right? Pull a pull a McElroy, mm-hmm. and those guys fold sometimes, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. What sometimes do you, think, you let, sometimes you let the Cam Smiths just slide right in. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't think any farther than three over it c- can win at this point. Sorry for anyone that's listening that's four over that's like fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it would take I mean, an but... extremely good round. Somebody would have to shoot like sixty four exactly, exactly. from that number. So, but, yeah, but I mean, look, it's look it's guys it can be done. Them. Yeah, look, I mean, look, a good example of that would be Evan Ricky, right? Evan exactly. Like if Ricky comes out, no doubt in my mind. tomorrow he's back. Anyway. Right. I mean, he can, he can easily do it. Right. I, I mean, some of these guys, and you said the Matthias, you said Kate Matthias, another guy, Dave Belleville. I mean, there's a lot of guys on there who can, who can put up some decent scores. Right. Way, sh- shout out to, shout out to Belleville. He was, he, he tripled two, bogeyed three, 
to go four over and he 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 stayed there the rest of the round. I mean that that's that's a <laughs> actually he got he, he got to he got to six over and he came back to shoot 76. I thought that was a good battle for him. Good job, Joe. Absolutely. Did you think he was gonna walk did you think he was gonna walk off or did you just think he was gonna check out? Which I I'm, I'm just giving some props more at where I saw. I was looking at a lot of scorecards this morning while I was sitting on my butt live scoring, which by the way, live scoring, um it it works for people that did it. But then again, it's what, it's what Brian said. Like some people are just, just didn't do it. My group, uh, one of the kids had it, had the code and they didn't do it. Cause I had people, my buddies texting me like, Hey man, where are you at? The live scoring is not working. I'm like, I know it's, they just give one code per group. And if that person doesn't do it, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. I know that's uh, you know, I obviously I'm a big shout out to Riverbend, obviously a big Riverbend guy. So I'm watching all my Riverbend guys and I'm watching, trying to see what Tom Botterin's shooting and what Aaron's shooting. And then those, none, none of the groups did either. So I had to actually wait to the very end, which was kind of kind of trashy. But, you know, yeah. uh, it was good to see that Aaron put up a really good round today. He was one over. and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Tom. Right, Aaron shot too. even. Oh, yes, it is even. I'm sorry. You're correct. Aaron shot that. even. That's great. Yeah, he played great. I, I watched a, a reasonable portion of his round. Joe Heron played great, too. Uh, aside from a stretch of three bogeys. And then, I mean, he made three bogeys all uh, 12, 13, 14, and then hit driver on 15 into the water and made par. So <laughs> a badass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome, man. So well, yeah, it was so awesome. Awesome. Well, right, I mean, I'm, I'm good, Phil. I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff and I, you know, I'm pretty excited to see how everyone does tomorrow. I'm hoping you guys uh, kill it tomorrow. So we can talk about a bunch of fun stuff that you guys did. That'd be nice. Yeah. Let's see if we can string a couple of good rounds together, Zach. Let's, let's do that. All right. Absolutely. We will certainly try tomorrow and go Johnny. Yes. Uh, hopefully Johnny recovers. He's had some dehydration issues, so hopefully he'll be feeling fine for tomorrow. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow night in some capacity with some uh, version of the three of us and maybe someone else. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Uh, thanks Ramon and Zach. Yeah. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right. Check us out tomorrow for the round two recap. We'll uh, we'll be back about the same time tomorrow night. Uh, We'll try that live stream again. Uh, That that worked out really poorly tonight. Uh, uh, Anyways, thanks for listening. Your best bet. And we'll catch you next time.